Revelation 12:11 And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Welcome to By the Word of Their Testimony and here is your host Etienne McClintock. Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for tuning in again to the program today. I'm delighted to have your company. And in the studio I have a very special guest that has come in and there's a gentleman that's from overseas but he's doing a a trip through Australia, and you're sharing your testimony. And I'd like to welcome Jasper Ituriyanga. Did I say correct? Ituriyanga. Ituriyanga. Sorry about that. No worries. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I understand that you were having a discussion with our uh, our colleagues over at Faith FM this morning. Yeah, I heard you on the yeah. live program, so yeah. it's was, it was good to hear a little bit about your story. That's cool. But I'm really looking forward to you unpacking the story a little bit more today and then to mm. tell us some of the things that you do. So mm. perhaps we can start with that. What are you mm. doing in Australia? Yeah, currently I was invited to speak on one of the churches here. Okay. Uh, last week I was last weekend I was able to, to speak on uh, a 3 a.m. church. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to speak on the Fountain in the City Church. Fountain in the City. Okay. Now, Fountain in the City is based out in Sydney, sort of around the CBD there. I think they're near the Paddington Market, if Mm. I'm not mistaken. And they normally meet from 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 to 5, don't Mm -hmm. they? Okay. So you're going to have an afternoon program there. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Now, uh, you were invited, but what do you normally do? Yeah, I'm a missionary and also I'm a filmmaker. A missionary and a filmmaker. Yeah. So how do these two come together? I mean, I guess the one complements the other to a certain extent, but how does that work? Yeah, so I traveled travel around. One of it was also preaching, but okay. normally in the, the weekdays I, I film. I create mission videos, inspiring short videos for my generation, you know, okay. millennials and yes. some, something that inspired them and also to ignite their passion for the ministry. Okay, fantastic. So... How can people have access to your videos? Where can we see them? Right. Yeah. So I currently work on so many projects. I yeah. have not been like I have not had a time to really take care of my YouTube channel. Okay. But uh, you but, have a YouTube channel. But a YouTube channel is called Tell Them Ministry. Tell them ministry. ministry. You know, when when Jesus you know heals people, he always says, "Tell them, go tell them." Go, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like that that theme, and so tell them ministry. You can. Just search it up in YouTube. You'll see nature videos. Okay. Uh, nice. Most of it are mission videos, uh, going to the jungles of Papua and, and all those those kind of, of ministry. I've also worked with uh, a ministry called Lineage Journey. Okay, I know Lineage Journey. Yes. We actually broadcast the audio for the programs. So they're like five-minute programs Perfect. all on the Reformation. Right. So, yeah, great programs. Yeah, so I do uh, their cinematography. And I do the, f- you know, anything oh. that moves in the in the videos. Yeah. So you do the cinematography yeah. for that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I there do that. is some great cinematography. You use drones, obviously, yeah, for use some drones. of that because there's some good aerial footage. Yeah, 
So that's one of the recipes why I think that lineage is very special. And mm. yeah, and I do another of uh, uh, do videos for a, a friend of mine. Uh, he's an evangelist. His name is Taj Bakleb. Have you heard of him? Yeah, and okay. uh, it's called Revelation of Hope Ministries. Revelation of Hope. Yes, that's yeah, another Revelation name that rings a bell. Ministry. Yeah, so I do a lot of their videos too. So. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get involved in um, media ministry? I guess. Yeah. So, I guess it's not like I've never planned to really become a media evangelist per yeah. se. Like, I just so happened, you know, fell in love with. Uh, I guess going back and like when I was a teenager, I, I, I love holding cameras. You know, mm. my grandma has this small video cam, but I lost it because I was addicted to video games and uh, okay. you know, like, like. When I was in college, I was really like into the video games, yes. uh, spear, and so I lost everything. I lost my my that that desire. And so when I was a uh, two years ago, I was a pastor, yes. and I worked as an evangelist for Amazing Facts. And oh, you worked for Amazing Facts, yeah, as an evangelist in Indonesia, right? And, okay, and uh, in, in the Philippines, yeah. And so I got some some time, and I, hold, I held the camera, and I felt really like. Mm. Like nostalgic about it, you know, okay. and I was like, I want to learn. You know, just recently we had a lady we've interviewed her, and her uh, interview is going to air uh, very soon. Uh, her name is Papa Jean Fashaw, mm. and she also worked for Africa, but going back quite a few years now, she works for another ministry as the director yeah. and does. She comes from Cebu. Oh, Cebu, yeah, yeah. In the Philippines, there. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Oh wow! So you worked for Africa. Now um, I have to ask. You said that you were a pastor. Mm-hmm. So you've studied ministry? Yeah, four years in, the, in a school called Central Philippine Adventist College. Okay, yeah, wow. So I spent four years there studying theology. So there was a change in your life because obviously you, you said you were addicted to video games. Yeah. But somehow there was a change and then you got into study and mm. studied the ministry. Mm-hmm. Can we perhaps stack back now Take a little bit a little to bit. just your... <laughs> Uh, your background, your family influences, right. where you were born. Were you born into a Christian family? No, I mean Christian in terms that we're we're Catholics, okay. you know. But mom and dad got converted mm. to Christianity. I came to the church because my mom got baptized, and you know, and they follow every every one of us are siblings. We're baptized, but we I never really met Jesus Christ, you know. Okay. So like, what age were you when you got baptized? I, I even forgot. I don't know what, okay. what, when. It was not relevant to me at all. You know, it was. Okay, just, it was more a rite of passage, like membership yeah. to the church, yeah, rather than just a relationship wet. with the Lord. You go away. Yeah, it was a. Okay. It was sort of a cultural pressure, or you know, like family mm. pressure, because you see, f- families are Adventist, and I should be a black sheep if I'm not. You know, if, if I don't become an Adventist. So. Okay, understand. Kind of. So the, the family that your parents belong to is that quite a big family as well? Were they? I mean, were they strict Catholics back in early um, days? Yeah, they go to church and they they were faithful to the mother church. Hmm. And then so my father got baptized and came into the church. And then I have no choice but to go to an Adventist college. Uh, so he brought okay. me into an Adventist college. I took biology and I didn't really like it. And the next the next um, next semester for my uh, enrollment, I woke up in a hospital. And a doctor came okay. and said, you had a tumor in your brain. You woke up side. in the hospital. Yeah, I woke up in the woke up in the hospital. My dad said you have a you had a severe seizure, and uh, you were at high school at this time. Or the, was this was uh, the opening of uh, second semester, of my first year college. Okay, so you're around what, 17. 18, 17, somewhere around there. Yeah. Wow. And, and did you know before that, before waking up in the hospital, that you actually had a, no. a brain tumor? No, just it was it was such a I was I was not 
not like I don't smoke, I don't do drugs and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I'm not unhealthy. You know, I'm I'm pretty healthy when I was yes. 17 and yeah, yeah. just woke up suddenly and doctor said you had a tumor in your brain. His so you blacked out, brain. you um, yeah. passed out and mm. whatever. And seizure. Mm-hmm. Seizure. Woke oh, up in the hospital. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened with the, the, did you have to go in for surgery or did they go give you treatment? No, my mom or? doesn't want to have a surgery hmm. and my, um, they're still figuring out what is inside. You know, I still I was going through the process of having a lumbar tap and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and, but my father, after six months of like resting and observing, my father had this amazing idea of forcing me to become a pastor. And I said, I think God is calling. He said, I think God is calling you to be a pastor. And this and I was, was like, after the, the, the tumor. diagnosis with the tumor. Yeah, and I was like, what are you thinking? Why do you want me to be a pastor? Yeah. And that was, for me, was just in, intensely, I was intensely challenged for that call. But my, but if you're, if you have an Asian parent, you have mm. literally have no choice but to follow <laughs> okay. them. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's sort of a stereotype, but the, that's what's the happening in the The rule of parents is the rule of law. That's yeah. Right. yeah. And so they brought me in. To study theology, fell in love with it. You know, I've I've, okay. I've, I've found I found Jesus during the theology during, studies. during the studies, and then mm. yeah, every the miracle was every semester, every time I I have my check checkup, and the, the doctor said the tumor is getting smaller and the smaller, tumor is shrinking. Yeah, shrinking, mm. small until when I was twenty years old, the tumor was completely gone. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and how do you explain that? I mean, that's unusual, I, I, isn't it? I don't. I, doc, I have four doctors in the Philippines. Yes. None of them can really explain most of it. A th- the theory, maybe it's a parasite, or whatever. Or I don't know. Mm. But did they were they able to identify whether this was a benign or a malignant tumor? No. I mean, was it cancer or not? I think not a cancer. But okay. but the fact that it's causing me seizures is scary. Of course, yeah. Yeah, because the you walk around them, and right. then you drop your head off, you know. Mm. And 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 so I was I was scary for my parents, you know. But but knowing that you know slowly God is taking it away, it's just yeah. Wow. For me, it's something something crazy. Yeah. yeah so it's miraculous, really, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was not I was not even a I was not a vegetarian during that time too. So I can't say because I was healthy because I changed my diet. No, yeah. I became a vegetarian just five years ago, and so okay, I was not was not into the health thing. Um, but you weren't thing. unhealthy. You ate fairly healthy. Yeah, I was not into, you know, bad vices, but yeah. 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 Okay. So it was completely because of God. Mm. Well, praise the Lord. That That is fascinating. I've actually had a family member who's had a tumor, and they didn't know there was anything wrong until they had a seizure oh. one day. Another family member saw them having a no. seizure, and they were just. Mm. And by the time they came around, there were ambulance people around them, and then they finally actually went and had surgery to get, to, to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, I've seen people... Who've suffered a lot with the surgery, so my mom mm. doesn't want it, you know. But yeah, but yeah, God is good. Like it's it's Amen. such an amazing. I give everything props to God. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> not not me, not because of my diet and my exercise or whatever. It's just God. Oh, praise the Lord! Yeah, God is gracious mm. and merciful, and we we if it wasn't for God's grace, none of us would be here. Mm. Now, so your dad observes you. You've got this tumor. And after six months, he feels. Convicted that you need to go and study the ministry. Mm. You go and study the ministry, and your life changes yeah. during that time. Mm-hmm. You actually meet God, mm-hmm. like you said before. You got baptized, you right. got wet, and now sometime afterwards, mm-hmm. there's a real encounter with God mm-hmm. and a transformation to your life. Right. Perhaps you can talk a little bit about that. What was it about the studies that actually made the difference? Yeah, uh, I was really, uh, I was really far from the church. Do I go to church? 
I don't know if I, that <laughs> that makes sense, but but I was going to church, but I don't you have guys a, through the the actions. Yeah, I was. Only, yeah. I was a, a nominal cultural Seventh Day Adventist. Mm. I was in going to church because I don't really understand why it's just everyone's doing it, you know, and and I don't have that relationship with God. When I when I took theology, it's not the studies that brought me to Christ. It is the opportunity to help others and to okay. to do ministry. And and by doing ministry, by preaching, doing health programs around the Philippines, I mean uh, medical missions or canvassing work, that really gave me an opportunity to see Jesus. You know, mm. like wow, I want to do this. Like I've never had opportunities to be that satisfied really in my life than than being in a ministry. And people, you know, God sends you people who gives you Bible studies and yeah, all this like it's just almost like it's orchestrated for you to to meet Jesus and mm. all these factors like teachers teaching you amazing stuff from the Bible yeah. never heard before a revivalist would come evangelist would come and just bring you to close to God and that, that's how I met Jesus Christ yeah okay through all those processes mm. you know mm. and, and also being able to share because right. you said you've never been so I think the word you use is satisfying yeah so by giving you actually experience a satisfaction in your life mm. you hadn't experienced before. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I love about the ministry. I've mm. never been in a situation but I'm, that I'm really satisfied until I came into the point where I was working for God. Yeah, you know, wow. That's found really true satisfaction, yeah. So you do your four years of study. Mm. What happens straight after the study? Do you become a pastor of a church or do you go and work for EFCO? I became a pastor for about a, for about a nine months, I think. Okay. Uh, I became a volunteer to one of the... the the uh, uh, radio and, and TV channels also in the Philippines called HCBN. He's coming broadcasting network. Okay. Yeah, and then after that, I went to AFCO mm. and then studied for a few months there. And then after that, they they asked me to become their evangelist and teacher. Okay, in the yeah. Philippines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we wow. tried to 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 have AFCO classes in the Philippines. After that, um, the year after, they asked me to go to Indonesia. To to help lead out uh, Afco Indonesia to teach. Okay, was there an Afco uh, program already established in Indonesia? Yeah, they okay. they're starting, but they need teachers, ah. and so I help them, you know, with with with, with classes and. They speak a different language in Philippines. I have a translator. Yeah, Indonesia. it was okay. so difficult. I know a little bit of Indonesians now because I've, I've I've stayed there for a few years. Yeah, but but it was it was a challenge. Yeah, even mm. doing evangelistic meetings and and being translated is is really hard. Yeah, but, but the Lord is good. We have we're hundreds, you know, of students like two hundred students. Yeah, Brown. graduated evangelist. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Mm. Okay, so you you work in the Philippines. You work there for a while. Mm. But I'm trying to now sort of get to the bridge. How do we get to you being here and doing what you're doing? When does right. that transition start taking place from working for AFCO to doing what you're doing right. now? Right. So, so I started when I was there in AFCO, and I started holding cameras and stuff. And I really fell in love with it, but I just tried not to avoid it because I was too busy. Mm. And then a few years, a few years after working in AFCO, they called me to be a pastor in Jakarta. Jakarta International Seventh Day Adventist Church, okay. and this is where I had a little bit of a time downtime when I was pastoring. So, I found this hobby of just taking photos, videos, yeah, and 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 I said, you know what, I want to do this as a ministry, mm. you know. And this is where I start to fall in love with with just making videos. And and I remember one time 
I read a passage from the Bible that I took by heart. Mm. You know, the Bible said, those who are faithful in the least should be faithful in much. Yes. And I took that by heart and said, you know what? I want to I wanna take that uh, advice by heart. And so I realized that it should start with what I have, namely my phone. I had a GoPro back then and, okay. and small camera and start being faithful with it. Every morning I would watch 15 minutes or 20 minutes of tutorials in YouTube just learn. No one taught me. Just mm. self-taught. And so God started because he promised, if you're faithful in the least, I'll give you much opportunities. Yes. And so uh, I realized that growing up as a Christian in this media ministry, I realized that faithfulness equals to opportunities. Mm. And so if you're faithful in little things, it gives you opportunities in which you can use those talents. And right. That's a b- brilliant principle to apply. And, of course, yeah. I mean, that's the words of Jesus. It's not so. rocket science, but yeah. it's, it works. And I guess many young people don't know their calling or they don't know where to go is because they don't, they, they don't have opportunities because they're not faithful in little things. And I took that by heart. I said, you know what? I, I want to have opportunities to do media ministry. Mm. And I want to be faithful with it. So some, God has given me an opportunity to have my first drone, right? First drone, and, and I don't know how to fly it, but I this YouTube, faithful, with practicing. Yeah, yeah. And so I accepted a call to do a missionary video filming mm. in a, 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 a an island called Palawan in the Philippines. Beautiful okay. place. Yeah. Yes. So there's an aviation program there where we have a chopper and an airplane. And they asked me if I could make a film. So I asked my friend, we made a film there. Right after we made a video, uh, a film, I have a three days layoff to, to have a little bit of a of sightseeing. Hmm. I went to a place called El Nido. It's listed to be one of the most beautiful islands in the world in many okay. magazines. Yeah. And so... Um, there's not much video in that place. So I realized, you know what? I want to make a video of this beautiful place. Mm. Made a video for three days. After three days, I look at my, after a few days, sorry, I look at my, my Facebook, 1.3 million views on that of video. Of this video that you Of that made. video, yeah. And I was so shocked. How long was the video? Three minutes. Three minutes. I mean, how much footage did you have to take to get three minutes of quality? Uh, a lot of footage. Three days of work. Three days of work for yeah, three minutes. Yeah. So it's a day a minute, basically. Yeah. And, and, and I was like making all these highlight reel and put a Bible verse in the back. Mm. And that started and said, wow, if I could le- reach millions, I could reach a lot of people. And that's where the conviction begins of making quality millennial type videos yeah. that would reach people now um i want to be honest most of most of the millennials today they probably won't listen to an hour-long sermon right you know and and we need to cater those needs mm-hmm. millions of billions of people in facebook and what are we doing for those people yes and so i realized that i could do something you know yeah. making and that's what i do now this so is you where basically build, build like a bridge to the millennials through so that they get interest in spiritual things and then maybe later they might listen to an hour sermon right. but at early on like you're saying they would have yeah. no interest they wouldn't yeah. dial into that they yeah. wouldn't even search for it. bring them to to a place where they could learn like mm. audioverse or tree abn or you know but but you need to start to bait them somewhere yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get the word bait is, sounds really bad, but that's how it is. That's Give right. them an opportunity. Well, to they see. nibble on it, and they say if they like it, they'll have it a little yeah. bit more. And if mm-hmm. they like that, they'll keep on coming back yeah. for more. Yeah. And so Understand. that's what I did. I, I prayed for it, and then I've, I realized that God has called me to do it. I, I left pastoral work in Jakarta, a very comfortable life. Well, 1.3 million hits in a matter of days mm-hmm. is a strong indicator that you're doing something right, and that's obviously the Lord's blessing. Uh-huh. So that was just a nature video, just a yeah, nature videos, and so. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Right after that, I was actually in Sydney two years ago preaching also in, in okay. Fountain. And 
and um, I received a call and they say, hey, uh, we want you to make a video of the same thing. And I was like, who's this? Hmm. Oh, this is representatives of Philippine Airlines. Philippine Airlines called me. Really? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, what? Philippine Airlines? Hey, would you would you mind giving us you know opportunities for you to make us videos? And so I said yes. I was the pastor back then yet. Mm. I said, is that okay? I know it's not ethical for a pastor who's paid by the conference to do another work, gain yeah. money, but I'm donating every single money that I will get from this to the ministry. And they okay. said, okay, sure. And so yeah, I so left. It's a means to an end, yeah. And the first video I made for them, I got... F- 2.5 million views. And I was like, Whoa. this is for Philippine Airlines. Philippine Airlines. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? And then and and then the next one I I had the opportunity to just what can I do to incorporate the ministry mm. without being caught. <laughs> you know, being sacked. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. So I was like, I want to be I want to do subtle ways. In television right now they have something called um subliminal messaging. Okay. Or they put short snippets of few seconds of products, you know, where mm. you watch television and they just, just snap in it and it's like, you know what, I want to have some McDonald's burger. Okay, but you don't know, you've just but seen yeah, a McDonald's yeah. ad that snapped. Yeah. So I said, yeah. well, what, what can I do? Can I take that adv- to ministry advantage, you know? Mm. And so there was a scene on uh, a, an, a video that we did, you can see this in the Philippine Airlines website, where we were flying to Cebu. Okay. Yeah, and so there's a scene of a backpacker who's packing his bags um, to 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 the airplane, and you know we had this idea of packing his passport, his camera, and it's a it's, I think five seconds clip on the table. Yes. I said, how do I? Oh, so I thought about putting a putting a Christian book <laughs> ah, <laughs> in okay. there as a subliminal messaging, and then I put the the book one of my favorite book, Ministry of Healing. In oh, front, it's a beautiful book. And so I have a, I have a like a five seconds uh, advertisement of, of in the Philippines. They never saw it. I hope I hope they won't take it down. Yeah. But um, I I it's a lot of people commenting like, oh, what is that book? <laughs> oh, really? So you're getting interest from it because we just yeah. actually yesterday finished an entire book reading. So it's an audio book we just created with yeah. a little bit of music Amazing. in the background. Yeah. Incredible book. Yeah. So that 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 video got five million views. So, wow. so Praise the Lord. I I pray at least one person out of five million views were interested in saying, hey, I want to check that book out. Mm. Yeah, that'll be that. That is incredible. Okay, so you're using commercial means. Someone's got to produce those videos, mm. and then mm. nothing. There's nothing good or bad in, in regards mm. to mm. doing that. Mm. But you're using that to put these messages and these Christian mm. books and so forth mm. within those videos, right. where it can touch people and create a, a positive response right. to know more about mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. or about healing or yeah. whatever it may be. But I want to do more than that. Mm. I realized that I want to do just not more than just commercial. I was just there because there's free tickets and free <laughs> free <laughs> business class tickets, and it's it's fun, you know. But but I want to do more of a mission, and so I decided to just leave pastoral work. Okay. Um, so you're full time in this now. Yeah, full time, no salary. <laughs> okay. I've been two years living in a suitcase. Yeah, wow. I've been to last year. I've been to 27 countries, and now it's my 30. Okay, so 31st. it's an adventure, but it's not as it's glamorous as it. As People it's think it's fun, but I mean, it's fun. I'm not gonna take sure. that away, but it in in terms of struggle, like you don't have, you're not paid, you're not, you don't know your financial. What it's going to happen, mm. and traveling though, but I was able to travel the world without a bank account or or legitimate like source of money. Yeah, uh, f- for for almost like a year and a half. Mm. 
just traveling around and not not spending a single penny. The Lord provides. And wow. I've, 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 I've taken that promise, you know. The Lord said that um, if you put the soles of your feet in the land, the land is yours. You okay, know? so you claim that promise and you claim the land for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that mm. the Lord has thousands of ways in which to provide in which we know nothing. Nothing, yes. So if we know thousands of ways... The Lord is, knows thousand more yeah, that you don't right. know. For each one of those. <laughs> yeah, and 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 for me, I took that behind and said, "Lord, I wanna, I wanna do full time ministry." And so I left and I went to jungles and videos and I did lineage journey and mm. none of us are paid to do it, but but it's just we, so you just volunteer your time and then yeah. somehow the Lord provides um, equipment, yeah. everything. And YouTube does that provide some level of support financially? No, the problem is I can't. I am not. Uh, having my YouTube uh, being developed because I work for other ministries like Lineage. All my video goes there, right? And 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 Taj's videos goes to his channel. And I don't mind. It's just I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you see, you're living by faith. Yeah, living in a suitcase by faith. Yeah. Incredible. So I guess the Lord provides and the Lord rewards as well. In, in oh yeah, unusual yeah, ways. yeah. Um, it might not be financially, but. Through experience, mm. I can't, I can't exchange the experience that I have. Whatever, it's just yeah. it's the best experience. I've sure, ever had. and I assume that you don't have a family as such. Like you know, I'm, there's I'm, not a Mrs. Ituriaga, no, is there? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's difficult because I get to travel all the time, mm. the weekly in a different place, time zones, and all that kind of stuff. But so currently, it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And it sounds like you're very busy anyway. Fantastic. So, look, we're just going to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back after the short message. So you are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and my special guest, who is a media evangelist, can I call you that? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Is Jasper Ituriaga. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Minute That Makes a Difference. I'm Margot Marshall. What difference do relationships make to our health? A profound difference. Eight large-scale studies found that socially isolated people had two to five times the risk of premature death from all causes, compared to those who had a strong sense of connection and community. No wonder the World Health Organization includes social health in its definition of wellness. We were created for social relationship. And the quality of social relationships has been found to be even more important than the quantity. So make quality time with your family and friends a priority. Maybe join a community group. Because people need people. And relationships make a difference. Dear listener, welcome back to You Shall Receive Power. And in the studio, my special guest is Jasper Ituriaga. Yes. Did I say it right this time? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, wonderful. And Jasper's just been sharing his journey from being born in a Catholic home and then his family becoming Christians and then he got baptized. He said he just got wet because that was the cultural thing to do. It was part of the, the social process mm-hmm. of you know becoming part of the church membership. And then he went and studied ministry after he, they discovered that he had a brain tumor. Mm. And the Lord miraculously, over a period of time, systematically shrank the tumor smaller and smaller. And he's got four specialists who can't explain that. But while his father's observing him, his father decides that he should become a pastor. He sends him off to school. And while he's studying there, he meets the Lord. 
And uh, to cut a long story short, he gets really passionate about media ministry, mm-hmm. just using his phone. He finally gets a drone, makes incredible footage from a place, a Palawan, a beautiful island. Mm-hmm. The island is called? El Nido. You can Google it up. Amazing. El Nido. Mm-hmm. Now, is that video on YouTube? Yeah. El so Nido. they can find that on YouTube under Go Tell Them? Tell Them Ministry. Tell Them Ministry. Okay. Tell Them Ministry. And uh, within a matter of days, short, yeah. short period of time, mm-hmm. he's got like 1.3 million yeah. hits. That is, like in, that is in Facebook. Yeah. Oh, that was on Facebook. Yeah, and, 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 and YouTube is about 300,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's remarkable yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, it's still a lot. Yeah, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And from there, he feels a, a call to ministry. That's obviously a strong indicator. Mm. And then he, after he's working for AFCO, he works in the Philippines for AFCO. And then in Indonesia, uh, he feels a call that God's calling him to full-time. Now, he volunteers his time. He mm. makes uh, videos. Mm. Obviously, you put it on your own channel and yeah, also your and Facebook page. Channel. But you also work for Lineage Journey. Yeah. And they've made, I don't know, 50 programs or whatever yeah. it is, a, a lot of programs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen some of the footage, and I thought, wow, that is remarkable footage. Mm. It is very uh, cinema. Cinematic. Cinematic. That is the word <laughs> I'm looking for, yeah. Now, you have been in 27 countries. Mm-hmm. Traveling around, making videos, and influencing people for the for the good, and also sharing the gospel around because you yeah. preach in a number of places. Mm-hmm. Um, has has your journeys taken you to any dangerous places? Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of dangerous places, <laughs> I was just in China preaching uh, last uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And then well, since I was in the border near the border, a place called Dandong. Okay. I I know what I want to go to North Korea. <laughs> Wow. Every church member stopped me and said, "Hey, this you're gonna die. You're not gonna go out." But yeah, it was it was it was a it was a, a, a difficult decision. But it was I was really drawn to the interest of going to see North Korea. When I was a little bit younger, I used to watch documentaries about the Hermit Kingdom. You know, so, okay. so I was like, I want to do and visit North Korea. Mm. So I applied to so many tours, and all of them rejected me when they found I was a filmmaker and. You know, and they don't want it because oh, so of the tension the right now. Yeah, the tension right now of of Koreans and Japanese oh. and and Americans and and, and you know. That's so, right. The world's attention's focused in that area. Right. Yeah. And so the problem was that wow, should I go? And then I found these guys who's from China, right? From China, mm. who does tours. She's a Chinese woman. I texted her. I said, Hey, is that okay if I snuck into uh, the tour? And she's like, But we won't get any foreign foreigners. You'll be alone. I said. Uh, sure, I, I, I still want to go. Okay. And so she got me a visa to North Korea. That was amazing. That is yeah. amazing. And I was like, what? And so we left. We went to the border. It was just a day tour. It's still mm. difficult. Um, I went to the border, and when they arrived at the border, the the tour guide told me that everyone is required to bow down to the statue of King Jong-un. Really? King the Jong-il, supreme leader? The supreme leader. Mm. And I'm against that principle. Yes. So when <laughs> you come into the country, that. that's the first thing you got to do, sort of like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. Where's your passport? Okay, there's the yeah. idol. No, I'm already, I'm already there. <laughs> Are you already I'm, there? They already passed me to come, okay. but then I was like, I'm going to be in trouble by disrespecting the supreme leader. Mm. And so they asked me first to get some flowers and to offer to the uh, the the statue, statue I said yes. no I politely declined I'm not doing that yes and so they lined us up first layer of women 
the second layer was man look facing the facing the statue and the and the and the north korean tour guide said on the count of 3 we all bow down to the image this sounds like uh, <laughs> the plain of Dura story in yeah. Daniel chapter 3. Without without a fiery furnace. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, wow. oh man, I'm going to I'm going to die. They're yeah, probably so going to shoot gonna, me in the back. You're going to sort of oh, I've just got to tie my shoelaces yeah. or something. You're not nothing <laughs> no, like that. No, no, no compromise. And so I prayed for it. And Lord, please, you know, I don't want to yeah, I don't want to make a necessary scene. Mm. You know, I'm not I know it's not worship, but it's it's like a consciously, I don't want to do it. Yes. And so. Because as a faithful in what is least is faithful yeah. also in much. So that principle yeah. also applies to this. Yeah. And so yeah. I told her, I said, oh, before that, can I, is that okay if I don't bow down? And she said, well, if you choose to. Do, I mean, said, and she asked me, oh, do you, you believe in God? That's what she said. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe in the Bible. And my conscience tells me not to bow down. Yeah. And so she said. Uh, oh, if you if you choose to disrespect our supreme leader, then I respect your opinions. <laughs> oh, and really? she let me. And so, but what the, the most amazing thing happened is that when she said one to three, everyone bowed down except me. I was standing up there, and I did not flinch like bowing down, pretend. Mm. I was just standing up, and and whatever happens, I'm just gonna stand up. And well, that's a brave thing to do because, I mean, I, I do some work with Voice of the Martyrs. We have a, a, I have a connection through to them. Mm. And if you go on, you can Google this. You, mm. You'll easily find it. The number one country in the world on their list for persecuting. So this is there's no greater mm. persecuting country in the world mm. is North Korea. Wow. There's about 70,000 Christians in labor camps. People are being martyred and being uh, persecuted for their faith there, and this is the right. worst country in the world. But it's all isolated and shut down because obviously to get information out of North Korea is very, very difficult. Correct. So you were a very brave man to do it. Praise the Lord for your faithfulness. Yeah, I was, was, I was able to share uh, a message in, with this woman and I said, uh, believe in God. You know, I was just standing up there. It's, it's such an amazing experience. Like, mm. I'm going to have this experience soon. Now I don't have an AK-47 pointed on my brain. Yes. But soon, probably I'll be pushed to do this. Mm. Will I stand up amidst pressure? And I was scared, but but I guess, you know, we need to be faithful, which is so. When that time comes, absolutely, you know, stand up praise the Lord. You know, and it comes down to the the small things of faithfulness. If we don't deny mm. God in the small things, we will also be faithful in the bigger things. Mm. And there's a text mm. that's in First Corinthians chapter ten where it says that God is faithful; who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what Above. you are able, mm. but with every temptation will make a way of escape so that you will mm. be able to bear it. Now the thing is. What you need down the track when you're a mature Christian and what you're able to bear there is very different to when mm. you're a, a new Christian mm. or when you are still on that growth journey. Mm. So what you're saying to us here is the faithfulness starts with the small things. Mm. You can't expect to be faithful with the big mm. things if mm. you're never faithful with the small things. Right. But this was actually not a small thing. It's quite a, it's quite quite a big thing. statement But I think to the, make. the real preparation is in our private home life. And, okay, so you're and talking about personal devotion. Yeah, personal, and and I think I mm. think people think about oh all these things, but but God really is all about private matters, and 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 we just need to be faithful in little things in our personal life. Yes, that will bring us to Amen. opportunities to. I think it's easier to stand up that way than to stand alone. I think the greatest mm. battlefield is not in North Korea standing against the idol. Okay. I think the greatest battlefield is in 
in your homes in a lot when you're alone and yeah, your personal you, struggles you spend your time yes yeah, yeah you, you talk with I the think Lord. that's how it is yeah yeah oh, that is so true and that that doesn't make me better because I stood up you know mm. I that doesn't make me better because I did not bow down but you were a faithful witness when the opportunity yeah, came but I tried my best yeah. you didn't expect to go and have to uh, salute or bow to <laughs> King Yong Un's statue when you entered the country obviously so I I I expected it oh you did but but okay. but uh, but the uh, but the woman Hmm. Who did the tour said it's okay. Talk to your tour guide; they'll give you a pass. That's what she said. Oh, really? Yeah, she won't. She won't let you bow down. But then when I arrived, they changed tour guides. Ah, okay. So there was no pass. No pass. Mm. But she gave me a pass in in her own way. By, There's a verbal by one just letting say, me. Oh, well, stand. if you want to disrespect him, it's fine. <laughs> and you were able to complete your tour on that day. Mm-hmm. I was able. It's funny. I was able to go to like kindergartens, and it's amazing. It was an amazing experience. I've seen rural, rural North Korea, mm. and um, I was filming actually. And I'm, I'm trying to make this release soon. I'm still trying to edit, but 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 yeah. Um, it's an amazing experience where they brought me into this. We brought us to this place where we could eat, and and she was serving me meat and all this kind of beer. And I was like, oh, I don't eat those, and I don't eat meat. And she was able to be so curious about it. Why do you? You're young. You should be having fun. <laughs> okay. And she was like, uh, I was like, oh, well, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. I was able to give her a little bit of a health message, mm-hmm. Bible study. You know, so hope. she's a North Korean lady, obviously. Yeah. So you cross the border, and that's where you met yeah. her. She lives there, and she never went. She's never an opportunity to go out. She's learning. English for the sake of tourism. Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of a tourism from China. So. Right. So you were able to plant a seed and demonstrate your faith in a number of ways just with that lady yeah. and, and I guess some of the other people on the, on the, on the party. Yeah. Because yeah. They were, you were saying there were a few that were lining up. Yeah, Chinese. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's so you were them. the only non-Chinese person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could pass as Chinese looking. So. Oh, okay, maybe a little bit. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Fantastic. Mm. Now, you mentioned... Uh, Previously, that you've done some work with Lynette Journey. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Well, were well, you at this time a volunteer already and living by faith? No, no, that was the okay. first time. So I was a pastor. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be a pastor, by the way. I just want to put this disclaimer to those pastors who was listening. I mm. admire your work, but then I had a, I had a different calling, you know. Yes, and, sure. and I'm not saying my calling is better than yours, <laughs> yeah, but, but this different. one is just intensely strong in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I could just stay and stay there with a comfort. Comfortable salary and you know all these loving church, but then I decided to you know what I'm I'm just gonna leave and and I don't know where I'm going. Then I received a call after I decided to, to resign. Mm. I received a call from a friend of mine, Clive Kute. He's one of our directors for Lineage, and he said, "Hey, we need a cinematographer. We want some. We need someone who fly the drone." And I said, "Will you be av- available?" Mm. I said, "This is what I wanted to do. You know, I prayed for it. Left." Left Indonesia, left a comfortable, no money at all, like literally, and went to the Philippines, prayed for it. But the the journey goes on and thinking, where do I get my visa? Because, mm. I don't know, Australians have a very powerful passport. Yes. But if you're a Filipino, it's very difficult to get into a country. You oh, need really? to prove yourself rich. Not rich, but 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 like you have the means to provide for yourself. Sure, they probably want to look at your credit bank card, details, everything. Yes, yeah. yeah not that you need to have proof that you have you have work here in the Philippines that you're coming back and you're not staying there. And so that, those struggles, right? Yes, yes. And so prayed for it. God has given me a visa to go to Europe, and the Germans, German embassy, gave me one month 
you're a bit stingy about me. Right. And uh, okay. one month, okay, I'll give you one month, but it's not enough. I need to stay there for th- four months. Mm. And so I went there, worked. The Lord brought about so many miracles in that time, but I need to go back. I haven't finished yet. I need oh. to go to Prague, to, to all these places to right. film John Hus. Yeah, John Hus, and yeah. Yeah, and so I flew back to the Philippines asking the Lord, Lord, why would you s- let me quit my job <laughs> and bring me to Europe and not finish it? Mm. Yeah. And then, by the way, it's not allowed. This is a rule. This is not a al- you're not allowed to stay for after spending your time in Europe in visa. You need to wait for 180 days again. So six months. Yeah. To go back mm. to Europe. So I felt like it's impossible. This is a rule in European Union. And so I prayed about it. And my f- brother Clive said, why don't you just try applying? I said, this is impossible. It's a waste of, ta- waste of time. You just finished it. You just go in and do it by yourself. I said, just try. And so I prayed for it. I was directed to go to the Czech Republic Embassy. I had a friend who works there and said, hey, our consul is a little bit nice. you know." And so I applied. And they asked me all these details. Like, where do you get money and all this kind of stuff? I said, no. I don't know what to answer. Nothing. And so they asked me, why are you going to, to Czech Republic? Mm. And my friend, because they're close to the, 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 one of the consuls, yes. she said that she, he's going because he's, he's, uh, he's filming John Huss's story. And he called me into a private meeting. Oh, He was so interested. Why is this in, young Filipino young man interested to go and meet John Huss and see John Huss's place? Mm. And so I was like... Sure. And so we had a private meeting, sat down there, and he gave me an hour lecture about John Huss. And was, so he was really proud about John Huss and, and everything <laughs> he that he was so hyped, for. yeah. yeah. By the way, if you know any Czech people, you talk about John Huss, they're like, they're so hyped about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, okay. yeah. So they're a fan. Mm. And so this guy was super fan of John Huss, and he talked to me about an hour, hours and hours about who John Huss is and where he lives and all that kind of stuff. And then I, after the, the, the conversation, I told him, hey, would you give me a visa? <laughs> I'll think about it. And then he asked me a final question. He said, yeah. Jasper, where do you get these inspiration from? Mm. And good thing I had the book Great Controversy with me in my bag. I pull it out, opened the chapter, Huss and Jerome, gave it to him and said, this is where the chapter is from. You can have the book as long as you read it. And then I said goodbye to him. After five days, I received the message and said, what a wonderful book. I'm giving you a visa to go back to Europe. Praise the Lord. Next day, wow. I flew back to Europe. Wow. And, yeah. Okay, well, that's unheard of because that's breaking the... The rules, basically, yeah, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I hope, I hope I'm not going to be in trouble. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, I think because I've read that somewhere that you're not allowed to go back mm. until you finish the 180-day, yeah. 90. I think it's 90 days or 108, 90. I'm not sure, but sure. somewhere okay. there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a number. You need to wait. Mm. Yeah. And how long did you have to wait between finishing and then starting again? Like one week. <laughs> a week only. Oh, fantastic. The, the Lord brought us back. Yeah, yeah a, week and, or a week and a half, yeah. But how do you get the funding to do it? I mean, because you're living by faith, so how do you? How did, how did God provide the means? For That's place? amazing because I've never got any salary. Hmm. Lineage, we did like four months of work there, never single penny. Yeah. And and so the deal was, and this is a challenge. My team is from England; they live there. Hmm. I can't go to England. I don't have a visa to England. Yes. And they do the filming in England, and I'll do the I'll do help them and I will help them in Europe. And mm. so, deal was, I have to survive by myself when I was when not in Europe. So what I did was I would preach to churches, you know, preaching for soup, 
Just to live. <laughs> Just to live. Well, he who preaches the gospel should yeah. live the gospel of the Bible. Yeah, says. so they would feed me and I would travel around Europe just preaching while waiting for my friends to take a leave again and go back to Europe. Because they were all working, except yeah. for me. I'm the only one who left my job. Yeah. And so they would w- wait for them again, and then they go back. Then there's another two weeks of, I need to survive by myself. Yeah, but the Lord, every step of the way was just— So there was times when you had no money in your wallet, basically. And, and, and not that somehow would, the Lord would just provide food because, you know, you meet people at churches yeah, and so on. And Not not that was time. Oh, most of the time. <laughs> okay. Not I just have sometimes. a couple of, 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 you know, like, you know— Okay, you get some money. But, but, yeah. but I don't, like I don't like it's not survivable. Yeah. Yeah, and then and so there are situations where I don't when I came to your first time I literally never had the win- winter clothes with me too. Mm. Well, so, you don't need it in the Philippines or in Indonesia. Yeah, and then yeah. it was winter in mm. Paris when I arrived in Paris and they just posted oh. on Facebook say hey, I'm going to Paris if there's anyone could house me and this this lady couple the, the couple came up and said hey, we would love to host you. Mm. And they brought me socks and jackets and bonnets and everything just to protect this tropical boy. <laughs> tropical boy from harsh <laughs> winters in yeah. Europe. Survived yeah. it. And and all along the way, man, like in three months, I've never spent a single penny in Europe. Mm. All of it was provided. Tickets, food. I never had any salary, but I was so, I was so happy. And yeah. and there was, a, well, there was a time where where God has just given me that opportunity just to travel. And, and again, we were talking, and, and uh, every time I had a problem, I just say, Lord, I'm giving you a chance to perform a miracle. <laughs> mm. You know, and let me give you a, a short story about sure. Europe. And uh, when I was in Paris, I needed some place to stay. And uh, I, a friend of mine, he saw that, that I was posting stuff, of the, I'm in Paris, and, and some place... And then he messaged me and said, hey, you're in Europe. I'm also in Europe. He's my Bible student in Indonesia. He's a business there in Europe. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I have a business trip for three weeks. And exactly three weeks, I need to be, I need to stay alive because my, my friend's in England. Hmm. So where do I stay in three weeks? And so he texted me and said, hey, you could shadow me. He's an atheist. doesn't believe okay. in God at all. He said, you could shadow me hmm. and come join me in Europe. I mean, around Europe, and I'll take care of you. And I'll tell okay. everything for three weeks. In return, you give me pro- Bible prophecy studies. So I said, well, what well, a deal. I'll do that. You know? So he's an atheist. Mm-hmm. He's prepared for you to come and share you know, mm-hmm. the hotel accommodation, mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. And he, in return, the payment will be study the Bible with me and yeah. the prophecies. And I was, it was in four different countries with him. Wow. Just, just snowboarding, and and it was like I was my room in 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 Paris. It was in front of Notre Dame, like that was my view. That was one of the most expensive Incredible. places. And I was like, wow, and I yeah. can't believe it. I'm, and 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not into mission work because of that because I never imagined myself doing that. Yes, yeah. But it was just God gives you miracles like this, and and mm. I was able to survive just like that, like going around Europe. And there was one time I went to and Europe is very expensive. You exact things in euros. It, I mean, I've been in, I've been in, in in Paris and just accommodation uh, there. Food, basic accommodation is pricey. Yeah. yeah, if you go to Venice, it's so expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was in I was in Budapest, Hungary, flying to Venice, and I don't have any place to stay in Venice. Mm. I need my train is going next day. Yes. It's like I need. Where do I sleep? And in my mind, I said, Lord, I'm willing 
to go sleep in a train station or in a bus station as long as it's not cold. Please make it warmer a little bit for me to survive. It was minus whatever. It's so cold. Mm. And so when I arrived in Venice, I was so scared. It was like, oh, Lord, how do you provide for me? And when I arrived in the airport, I received a mess, a call from someone in England I've never met. She's a friend on Facebook. I never met her. She said, I love your work. Is there Mm. any way I could help you with anything? And I said, well, I'm in Venice. And she said, do you have any place to to go in Venice? I said, no, tomorrow I need to preach somewhere, but I'm stuck in Venice. And she said, well, let me call you back in five minutes. And then after five minutes, she said, I booked you a hotel. Just like that. Really? Yeah, in Venice. So, I mean, that is not just coincidental where someone at the right time puts in a contact to you. Yeah. And she booked the hotel. When I arrived in the hotel room, you won't believe it. The woman in the reception said, oh, the room is full. So we're upgrading you to the best room. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, like, what a what? blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so those stories, like those are the things that money cannot like, um, ex- uh, give me in exchange for mm. Money, like I would, like this one is just amazing. So yeah, cherish it forever. Yeah, and so I was able to finish lineage journey by God's grace. Yes, with God's providence, and was able to go back to the Philippines, do more of this for the past two years. The same mm. thing. I could tell you stories upon stories, but time will not permit us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. Now you just previously mentioned that uh, you were in China. Yeah. What was the attraction to China? Was it just part of uh, you, you? Because I mean, obviously, mm. China is also a difficult country, mm. and uh, it's shut in. I mean, some of the churches there are sanctioned, but mm. they're very much controlled by mm. the state. Yeah. So, what was your experience in it China? It was it was difficult because we're preaching, and mm. I won't name the place where. Sure, sure. But um, we were we would. We would just church. We would we would just worship in the house, and and it's like an underground church. Underground, yes. Yeah, because I I I was able to preach in one church with a translator, and and there was this constant threat of them. You know, there are Adventist people in the in the the, the government, and then there's the probably constant threat of police might come at two o'clock or this and that. You know, mm. You'd be in trouble. You might, you know. So if they find it, then there's a lot of possibility that they'll be shut down, destroy the church and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's difficult. I'm just happy that we have, you know, we had so much privilege in like first world countries like this or Catholic country or a Protestant country. Mm. But there are countries that are so restricted. Mm. And But the Lord is working. The Lord is working. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in those countries where there's a lot of restrictions and there's persecution, the, the, the church is actually, although underground, is flourishing Very, and yeah. is growing faster than in the West. Hmm. Yeah, it's in- remarkable. Now, you're living a life of adventure, and God is obviously blessing you at times. Hmm. Uh, um, you're prepared to rough it, but sometimes the Lord rewards you with great rooms, you know, upgrades and yeah. stuff that you know someone else has, has hmm. paid for. Um, if, if you never walk down this pathway by faith, you would not be experiencing the things you're experiencing now. I mean, you know, you're living out of a suitcase. That's not glamorous, although some people might think it is. I've done a bit of travel, and Mm. it's not that glamorous. But you are having an adventurous life, and the Lord is providing for you. Uh, What advice would you give people out there listening, young people who Mm. are out there listening, in regards to if they feel a calling for the Lord? Because a lot of people Mm. don't know what they want to do. Mm. They're comfortable at home, but they never step out. I guess in a nutshell— before I go there, I guess I just want to make it clear that we don't work for the income. We work for the outcome of the work. Amen. And uh, mm. I think the reason why we're not happy doing God's ministry is because we are so focused on 
what we could get, not what we could give. Mm. And so if you do that mindset of giving and sacrificing instead of just getting, then you you end up pretty happy, you know. Right. Okay. But but if I could give a a, a, a point to to ponder upon, I think what the young people today we're living in a generation where we're so custom done our comfort zones. Mm. I remember the story of Peter. Peter in the Bible, he walked in water, but at the same time he lost his sight away from Jesus, mm. and he sank. Yes. And sometimes I've heard a lot of sermons just looking at Peter because he sank, because he's, he ran out of faith or, you know, he lost track of Jesus. Mm. And sometimes we laugh at Peter because he sank. Yes. But if I ponder upon it, I realize that Peter was the only one who walked in water. Mm, apart from Jesus. Apart yeah. from Jesus. Yeah. The, the rest none of the, of the was, disciples <laughs> got out of the boat, didn't they? Yeah. So we might laugh at Peter, but Peter was the only one who walked in water. And one of the reasons why he was able to walk in water is because he was willing to go out of the boat. Mm. And we are missing so much miracles from God by just staying in our comfort zones. Yeah. Maybe God is calling us to do something great for Him. Yeah. And you know, we'd, we'd be holding it because, look, I need security in life. This is not wrong. Mm-hmm. But one friend told me the enemy of best is good. Enemy of best is good. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Satan will give you good things in life. These mm. are not wrong things per se. Yes. These are not good things. Yeah, some things in the world are neutral. They yeah. can be used for good or bad. Not yeah, bad yeah. things. But we can enjoy them, but they could be a distraction. But as sense. long as Satan s- separates you from what is best for you, he's happy. Mm. And I think some things that are best requires us to get out of our boats Amen. and I've realized that in life I've never been happy yet I've experienced miracles upon miracles because I've let God you know God I'll give you a chance I'm sinking <laughs> mm. but I'll give you a chance for me to walk on yes. water and and young people if you're listening to this I'm really passionate about this mm. I hope that if God is calling you to do something do it if if you put the soles of your feet in the land, the land is yours. God has promised us and give us so promise. much promise. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And it will be the experience of your life. Mm. That is that is wonderful encouragement. Uh, and I I think what I like about the story of Peter is that Peter, when he's sitting in the boat, he asked for a word from the Lord. He said, mm. Jesus, if that's you, command me. Give me a word. Yeah. To get out of the boat. And right. Jesus says, come. Amen. So what we need to do, if you're finding yourself in the boat, but you're having a, a, a life that's, uh, you know, mediocre mm-hmm. or it's not exciting mm-hmm. or it's not fulfilling mm-hmm. because you use the word fulfilling mm-hmm. a, a number of times now, maybe you should ask the Lord for a word and say, Lord, give me a word. Give me direction in my life as well that I can step out by faith mm. as well. Just like Peter. Mm. And even if you sink, you know, the mm-hmm. good news about Peter was Jesus was there with his hand out ready mm. to pull him up straight away. Amen. Amen. So, dear listener, we're just going to share our contact details with you, and we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on By the Word of Their Testimony. If you would like more information about today's program, or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249733456, or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Dear listener, welcome back. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony. And in the studio with me, I have a special guest, Jasper Ituriaga. Yes, sir. Oh, praise the Lord. I got it right again. (laughs) And we were just talking before before the break about... 
Peter and how he stepped out of the boat. But no. are you suggesting people just step out willy-nilly or no. should there be something happen before no. they start going on these journeys? No, I'm not saying that we should be not careful. Okay. We should be careful. Uh-huh. We should be we should prayerful considerate. Hmm. But I think another advice I want to give is in in the Bible Paul encountered God in Damascus, the road to Damascus. Yes. And he fell. And then mm. I remember Paul asking the light. You know, the Jewish people, they know what light is. Light means the presence of God. In yes. the sanctuary, it's light is the presence of God. Mm. And he knew he was God. But he said, who are you, yes. Lord? Yes. I realized that Paul, when he was called by God first, he didn't say, Lord, do you want me to go here? Mm. Where do you want me to go? No. He asked, Lord, who are you? And I think our first calling is not to do service. Our mm. first calling is to have a relationship with God. Amen. That when you have, if you notice, at the, at the latter parts of the chapter of the book of Acts, mm. Paul knew that God wants him to go here, to go there, to go here. That's right. And the Why? Holy Spirit says, don't go there, go here. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It directs Why? his path. Because of the relationship that he has built with God. Mm. If you're confused right now with your calling, don't ask anyone. Where yes. to go? Ask God for a relationship. And in return, because of that relationship is healthy, he will give you a way and where to go. Say, go Amen. here. Yes, I remember the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says there in mm. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he says, but seek first the kingdom of Amen. God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Wonderful. Well, Jasper, thank you very much for coming to share your testimony thank and you. all those stories about how God is blessing you and Praise leading the in Lord. your life. And the journey continues. I mean, you are still writing that uh, that story of your yeah. life. And, yeah. and thank you very much for your encouragement. And dear mm. listener, we pray that you've been encouraged as well. Use those contact details if you want more information or if you haven't been able to take down some of those details. Tell them ministry on YouTube is yeah. one of the channels. And they mm-hmm. can also find you under your name in fa- on Facebook. Yeah. So Jasper, Jasper Ivan Ituriaga. Jasper Ivan Ituriaga. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you want to know how to spell that, you should be able to work it out. If you put in Jasper, yeah. there shouldn't be too Jasper many Jasper Ivan. Ivans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they can get hold of you there. Dear listener, thank you for joining us today. We pray that God will continue to bless you as you spend time with him as well. And we look forward to catching up with you next time. Until then, God bless. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.